and welcome to another episode of the Photography Bar. Um, I hope you are all well. Um, as usual, I am with Cam and Rob today, and um, they've actually had an exciting day. They've actually gone out and done some work. Oh my, oh my words! <laughs> and we, we made it back to the virtual bar just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. Um, what was it like actually being a photographer again, guys? Um, Cam, what was it like? Um, it was an early start, shall we say, Monday morning early start. But we went out and we got some breakfast first, which is good. So we went to Starbucks on the way, which is one of the things that we're used to doing with early start shoots, aren't we? We, we normally stop and have some breakfast and so yeah. we're ready and pumped up for the shoot. And that's that's a good sort of... Um, Got to get the juice flowing. So, yeah, it's a good yeah, way couldn't to... Be, could, couldn't do a McDonald's then, no? Well, we, we, <laughs> we, we <laughs> did come by a McDonald's and I almost broke. Did I tell you about my... my uh, my McDonald's bet. I think you've told us off air. Off air. Well, I'm not having a McDonald's for the rest of the year. Um, or else I have to do a certain number of shots that my friends will make sure I drink. So um, I, 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 I don't want to break it because, as Cam knows, my word is my bond. Yeah, he did um, He did stick to To be fair to him, he did stick to it this morning. Yeah. Although he did say, yeah. hopefully none of his friends are listening, is, you won't tell, will you, Cam, if I, have, uh, if I have one. But I said, well, look, you know. <laughs> He who is most high is will be the judge of that. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> could I just quickly add to that though? Because as Mark said, what does it feel like to uh, to get back out there? It had been yeah. so long. So what I did was I, I found my camera bag, I um, vacuumed it out, got all the dust out, um, I got rid of all the mold in the lens, um, and Ooh. I I almost put the uh, camera back into auto, which I've not done since I first picked up a DSLR way back in two thousand and. 10 was the first time i had a dslr i think and uh and, and, I, and i almost put it back in auto today because i was shaky i was shaky it's been a long time since oh i tapped the shutter button on a camera so that was that was how nervous i was mark no, we ended up doing it, it was oh, a pro- we had a product shoot to do so that involved some uh range of uh, products that we were doing we had to do some 360 spin photography as well uh, a few sort of um lifestyle type images as well for this client of ours it was good though it, it was it was good good, good. You know, and I'm sure just to reassure everyone who is listening, it was completely safe. It was all COVID yeah, uh, friendly and, and, and it was, all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, the company we're working for, are uh, uh, they're an internationally known company. It's a, it's a very well-known company. And the most of the staff, the workforce there are actually now working from home. So mm. um, the person that, that came in for the shoot came in specifically to do the shoot. So we had a temperature check and everything before we went in, masks, masks. sanitizer and everything. So the three of us were in the room that was set up and we, we had our masks. So, um, so yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it was good to, it was good to get back into it. And awesome stuff. Fact, during, I was going to come on to what I wanted to talk about. So it leads in well, actually with having, having done the shoot, but the shoot that we were doing this morning, um was similar to shoots that we've done for this company on a regular basis so we so robert and i got there we knew what we were doing we knew what the client needed and um and we walked away knowing that we we'd got everything um but it was a it was a fairly standard shoot for what the the product uh, for what the customer needed but i think the customer whichever client that you're working for you know you've always got to be looking for you know clients so your yeah your clients are looking for lots of ideas from you you know they want to be inspired by by people like us they they want us to approach a shoot um with lots of ideas because we're the experts that type of thing and although we ask every client what is it you're after what do you need images for what are you going to use them for you know they'll tell us that but they want us to come up with the ideas which is fair enough because we are we are the creatives supposedly you know quite unquote yeah i came across this Now, I came across this article uh, a little while ago um, from uh, Benedict Brain, who's been uh, a guest on our show a, a couple oh, of yeah, times. Like ben. Yeah. Now, Ben went out and uh, took some photos uh, going back a while ago through a uh, through a car window, through a back of a car window. And he noticed as he was doing them that they were basically this, the same style of images as Lee Friedlander, the well-known photographer, mm. American mm. photographer. And in Ben's article, he goes on to say that as photographers, you know, if you copy the work of other photographers, there's nothing wrong in doing that because by copying the work of other photographers can lead to your own style, to you developing your own style of images, you know, on on, on whatever subject that you're trying to shoot. And 
you know, everything is recycled as far as I'm concerned. You know, ideas, you know, if, if I was to come up with a new idea, the chances are it's probably already been done before or there's something so similar to it that, that had already been done before or I've come up with the idea from things that I've tried before that have it's all come from my research and from my knowledge from looking at other photographers. Your research? Work. My research mm. and my knowledge that I've picked up yeah, over the you years. You should get some interns to do the research for <laughs> I you. You should do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to come well, to you Judging by your, uh, <laughs> your issues with your interns that we've had so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a high, high turnover rate here of staff. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, uh, that's what I hear. Yeah. But, Rob Bow Towers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it comes, on to the, it comes on to that thing about us as being creatives, as photographers, and where do we get our ideas from? Where should we be getting our ideas from? You know, where do we look to our ideas now you could approach this to do different ways are you just looking for ideas as a as a as a keen photographer that you just want to go out and take some photos as a hobby that type of thing or are you looking at it from a business point of view are you looking to do something for a client and the client needs something new or you just want to speak to a client say i've got this amazing new idea and that's so you can approach it in two ways are you doing it for personal growth you know or you know or is it very i'd actually add a third third way if that's okay so for artistic exploration Mm. Um, ah. which i think that's different to those two other um options mm. that you gave there cam obviously mm. one being for business is very commercial there's a reason for for that um and obviously self-development that's all good so that's you know you might have seen something that you want to recreate but artistic development is more about there's an idea you have in your head it's not necessarily you know you you want to explore something it could be any sort of subject or whatever it is and you then take imagery to, to sort of mm. be yeah. your voice as it were yeah a bit of personal development kind mm. of yeah like you say apart from the, the the fact that you two have like studied photography in the past and you're aware of the work of other artists other photographers do you do you guys actively look at other photographers work from a research point of view would you just come across something oh i really like that photographer's work her work's great his work's great or you know, do, do you do you sit down and and research ideas if you're going out on a shoot for a client or something or mark say if you were doing a, a family portrait or something do you do you ever do you ever sit down and think right okay this is that type of family i'm just going to go and see what others have done the products we were shooting this morning robert do do we look at what else is out there do you do, do you guys do that at all um as far as like researching other photographers goes I don't think I've done that in a long time, actually. If, if, I, if I really have to be completely honest with you, I could sit here and pretend that I have and that I constantly research all things photography. But to be quite honest, we get so busy sometimes that after a busy week, the last thing I'm doing is is looking at or researching more photography. It's like downtime sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Is that See, am I, I, am I, I reckon playing that? I, 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 think you prob- I, th- I think you are researching photographers and you don't do it specifically because i don't go mm. right i'm gonna sit down for an hour and yeah. research photography yeah i don't do that mm. but right, okay. i am constantly looking at instagram and uh yeah you know uh, there's and i know instagram there's a lot of bad things about instagram but actually there's a lot of good things about instagram there's a lot of people's work that actually does come out that you wouldn't necessarily already see you know um i, I wouldn't say there's a major photographer i particularly go in and research Cam, you mentioned family photography. I mean, one of the things I do, if if because I always encourage my clients to bring in personal items with them uh, when they come in for the for the family shoot. Um, you know, whether, whether it's if if Halloween's coming up, they might bring in some pumpkins, or you know, it might be something a specific thing for that family. Um, I'll research that object that they're bringing in and see where that because there's this that that rabbit hole isn't there where you, the you find something and, and, and then you follow how the prop is used and yeah. what the prop is what colors it is and 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 you look at all the different things revolving around that yeah of course i'm always looking you know i follow hashtags you know um hashtag family photography mm. um you know and sometimes you see some god awful pictures <laughs> i'm not yeah. gonna lie and sometimes you see some oh wow i really like that i want to do something like that but i'd never say i'd want to copy a photographer um especially professionally it's more drawing ideas and getting influences by i think is is because uh, you, you think okay why is that photographer done that do you know what I mean? What they're trying to say, even if it's just a family photography, which you might think is just family photography, but there might be a, a reason behind why certain people have been positioned in a certain way. Um, and just looking into that and seeing how that can sort of uh, enhance your own work. You've actually uh, made me possibly. feel, Mark, 
um better about myself now because you've pointed out to me that yeah actually i do in that case i do a lot of research because yeah. uh, yeah. whenever there's a shoot coming up and it's something that is something that, you know perhaps a bit unusual or something i don't do all the time um i know that me and cam we do can we don't you know we do sit down don't we and, and we'll mm. get a little we'll get our little pinterest we'll open up pinterest after the first time in a month or two months or even longer mm. and start looking at different ideas or we'll go on google and print off our own little mood boards and and get some ideas going so we, i yeah i do i do research i need to correct myself actually as well because um i think i said uh, we had a really busy year last year and obviously we didn't have a really busy year last didn't year really um but i almost don't see that year as a year it's a bit strange yeah. i'm talking 2019 um so yeah no you, yeah you've made a really good point there you, that it's like organic kind of research that you do i'm not sitting down on a friday evening with a glass of wine or a beer and, and going right it's time to start studying but you do mm. it organically throughout you every day you know if a client asks for something you're going to type it in see what they're after can i do that who does that well that sort of yeah. thing and from that point of view or you just look up a subject do. don't you so yeah or a subject especially yeah. with like when i do a cosplay i mean when i was able to shoot cosplay which i can't at the moment obviously but if i know a certain character's coming then i'll i'll research the character mm. Um, and that could be paintings of the character. Um, and a lot of these things are, are derivative from comic strips anyway, or anime or something like that. And you look at the style of the anime and you think, okay, well, I can incorporate that into what I'm going to do in my photography. Yeah. And so you're developing it, developing it from there. Um, I think the one thing I've really, really missed in the, in the past year, which, which is just because of lockdowns and whatever, is... I, I think you learn a lot when you're bouncing ideas off other photographers, when you're working with other photographers um, and someone comes up with an idea and you go, yeah, yeah, that's great. And then you can do this and that. And you kind of, do you know what? It sort of influence each other and inspire each other. And I, I miss that because obviously being stuck in lockdown, I haven't mm. done a lot of that with other photographers, apart from our chats, of course. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I mean? When you're actually in the studio and you're working with someone, and yeah. you kind of bounce ideas yeah, each other. Yeah, 100%. That, yeah. That's a really cool way of doing it. Well, the thing is, Robert, like when, when you and I were in the car this morning and we were on the way to job, we, we, we spoke about a number of different things. We were talking about one thing and another and another. And when you get together, that's when ideas just, when you do bounce off one another. Um, does it's not the same as doing it on a phone call it's not the same as doing it on video calls and zoom chats because conversations just going from one direction to the other we could be in the car and we might see a car in front of us that might do something or we see somebody on the road and says oh yeah that reminds me of such and such you know but almost like when you came up with the idea for car parks or whatever it was for what was that to car, parks. car parks oh yes or, yeah. or what was it for planes as well you came up with the idea for didn't you <laughs> yeah we won't go into that no separate <laughs> that's a separate thing right but <laughs> what i was yeah crazy yeah we have some silly conversations but those silly conversations have led to some really good ideas now when we sat and had breakfast this morning before the shoot we we didn't really need to today but so often we will sit down before a shoot and we and we will have a chat about it and we'll chat about ideas what can we do what could, you know and we do research for shoots we've done that more in the last two or three years i think um not because not because we don't know what we're doing we do know what we're doing from because we've just been doing it for such a long time um and and have that experience but it's been more so that let's just see what else is out there but it's not looking at a particular photographer it's going online and looking yeah love that love the style of this image that's good and those ideas looking at those images robert have given us our own ideas and which is what this article from um, ben brain was saying and that this but but by copying other artists work by looking at other artists work and even trying it you'll develop your own style let it you know feel free to copy somebody and we've done it we've copied other people's work because it, it you know it's a nod to them you know it's uh yeah. it, it, you know it's, it's complimenting Models it's complimenting off. them and yeah. saying yeah ex yeah i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna try that but but then we've taken that on that step further and tried our own things as well and i have an issue with the word style i have to say yeah i'm um, curious about this what's what's the beef i don't like it i don't like it because I don't know if people just get so rupt in, I've got to have a style. No, you, you don't have to have a style. If you, if you're trying to force, I want to have a style, then you won't get a style. Do you know what I mean? Mm. For me, it's about how you present your ideas and let those ideas then naturally form into some visual form that you're doing. And you might not like it first of all, and you develop it. And it's for me, it's about communicating ideas rather than, forming a style and then generally you'll have if you want to call it a style you will then have a style but 
I, I don't like getting wrapped up. I mean, the stuff that I do now isn't because um, I, I wanted a style. Do you know what I mean? I shoot family back, uh, family photography with a white background, not because I'm influenced by David Bailey. I mean, I did work for Venture, and that obviously does influence. But I, I, I I'm onto the idea as it's a white background, so it's not distracting from the family. So it's about expression. So there's a reason. It's not because oh, it's just a white background. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's it's about expression. It's about the characters of the people who are in the photos. That's why. So it's more like it fits in with white your um, like vision it's, or ideals. Yeah, and your it's, approach. It's that, yeah, absolutely. It's that idea. That's why David Bailey's work is is so good because it's about and it's not just David Bailey that does it, but you get expressions and you get character from the face because you're not looking at the background. Um, and that's that's not oh I want to do a style well, what could I do no it's presenting an idea differently mm. um, and I think that's what people you need to concentrate on don't don't get wrapped up in having to have a style plus think I think about how you go into present your ideas if if you're working um, for different lots of different clients as well and um, let's say they're commercial clients well you have to work to their style don't you. Yes, you may. They may look at your work and think, "Oh, we love this guy's work," but they're going to come back to you. And if it's a big company, they're going to say, "Here's our, you know, here's our style sheet. Here's our corporate guidelines. We need the images to work within this set of parameters, mm. Um, mm. and we think you can provide what we need." Mm. It's not really about whether they like, you know, my filters or, um, yeah. or you know, whatever look you've got. It's, it, that's like the last thing on their mind. But that's coming from like a commercial perspective, I suppose. Um, but also, if they've chosen you, then they like what you're doing. Well, that's you right. Know, you might yeah. have to conform to their colours or whatever, but yeah. they want a they want your influence into that as well. Yeah. So you're not yeah. necessarily conforming to their style. You see, I just I just hate the word style because it, it just confines you as well. Oh, I can't do that because it's not part of my style. No, I can tell don't, it's don't really it's really yourself. grinding your gears, isn't it? It, it? it does grind my gears a little bit because I might get you a shirt with this it. on. Uh, Mark's, I, I might put um, hashtag Mark Scott style. <laughs> or, or something I could like never pull that off. I could never pull that off. Do you know one of the things, one of the areas of, of, of photography that I have seen change more so recently than anything else is, and if this comes on to more of the business of photography, is the, is the headshot, the headshot photography. And and a lot of that, I mean, an need word at the moment, and I think we mentioned it last in the last episode is branding, just seems to be uh, the buzzword at the moment. The word, I, you know, if we talk about words we hate, sorry to cut, jump in there, Cam, but if we talk about words we hate, brand is just uh, content and brand, two words that should just not exist in modern day language now because they're just been beaten to death. They're so like cringy almost. My content. We got content. My brand. I know. This <laughs> you know of... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So let me come back that's to not, that. That's okay. not to attack any Americans that made this no, thing. Okay. It's just the accent that came out. But what I'm going to say actually comes from the American idea. And I think um, you're not going to like this, Robert, actually. But, you know, I think this is part of Apple, Apple's um, way of presenting things. You know, going back years ago when people would go to, you're screwing your face up there, Mark. Okay. You, you don't know where yeah. I'm going with this, do you, right? <laughs> now, hear me out. Go with this because we'll right. get this. You know, years ago when people used to go to work, they, you know, you'd see people dress really smart. They'd suits shirts ties and then they started to have like a, a dress down friday do you remember in the city i think people could dress casually and that type of thing but people used to dress just smarter going to work you know, going back years ago which it, it, it was that's the way it was it's far more dressed down now now i think apple the way that they started to present themselves you know how they would do their that that big marketing uh you know the uh, when they announced a new product they'd come out on stage you know it'd be maybe jeans sweat top you know it was all very casual and and i think they were the ones i don't know if anyone did it before them but they were the ones that sort of seemed to put out this really relaxed style hey we don't need to wear suits we're not stuffy you know we're you know we're far more with you you know and that, that sort of thing yeah. and i think and i think a lot of that style came from apple and i think it was great i think it's it's really mm. good and the head you know the headshot going back to the headshot the classic headshot you always used to be sort of white background head and shoulders person just turning looking at the camera and, and that's what it was now 
you know, you've got people standing in front of the camera, arms folded, different types of backgrounds. It's it's it, it's not the formal thing anymore. I'd say it's you know, far more it's, creative though. It's not like a standard, mm. bog standard kind of headshot. It's it's mm. they are quite quite it's quite interesting what some people do, I think, with that. Yeah, I mean the LinkedIn yeah. photo for some people is is crucial. You know, they want that, you know, that you're being told have the right sort of profile photo and people want it's part of branding. You know, when people go out and do a brand shoot, then you know, people photos are part of that. And how do you want to look? How do you want to appear? People, you know, it goes on to something else uh, I, i'm not sure if we mentioned it already in a pod how i'm finding that when you post photos on social media how um photos that have been taken professionally get less likes and interaction than photos that have actually been taken genuinely by somebody on a phone yeah, yeah. well you yeah. know there's actually a reason for that mm-hmm. yeah go there's on. a scientific reason for but do you this. agree with that do you agree with that well, yeah i totally agree with it yeah 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 it's there's actually a real scientific reason for this and i came across it um maybe last year maybe the year before um so i can't actually recall it you know in in full accuracy what it said but it was something along the lines of <laughs> are you sniggering there at me <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just, you, I thought you hit your microphone. That was all. Yeah, I oh, thought right. I hit your mic as well. Oh, I, I thought you were just mocking that I couldn't no. recall the article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it said something along the lines of because we scroll so much these days on on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter um, that you see so many adverts pop up. We're actually trained now. Our brains and eyes they're they're trained to spot professional adverts, professional imagery, and ignore it because we're sick of being sold to. Mm. And so your eyes will actually dart past uh, professional looking adverts and you will be more hooked by the personal content because that's actually the stuff that you're looking for anyway on Facebook. So anything that looks more personal, you know, everyone's dog photos get more photos, more likes than anything, don't they? Even on a business page, when Marlo goes up cam Mm. on the Abraxas page, it's always the dog photo that gets the most likes, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Um, so I think that's there is there is a science behind that, but there's something along those lines is we do our brain does cancel it out now. But you see, I don't like, and we've said this before many times, I don't want to put my personal life or tell people about me, myself, and I online. I just don't want to do it. Not that no, I've got, we're just doing it on a podcast instead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not because I've got anything to hide. It's just that I just don't just don't want to do it. Yeah, when I, it, it yeah. And I want to talk to you, like when I, you know, when we meet and we get together for drinks or we go out for a meal, that's like with you guys, or I get together with my friends or family, that's when I want to talk to them. Uh, what have you been up to? Mm. Where have you been? What, you know, how's things and all that. I don't want to have read all about it on social media. I don't want to find out everything about what they're doing. I want to see them in real life. And I want to have a chat with them on the phone about it. How, how you've been doing, what you've been up to, that type of thing. But the thing is, is if you're running a business, it's something that you, possibly have to do you have to tell people about you know that's what you're being told you know sell yourself as a person if you're a photographer people will buy into you as the person but i'm starting to move away from actually what i was talking about and that was about the ideas of photography um you know where where we get our ideas from and i just wanted to to say that it doesn't matter how experienced or how experienced or inexperienced that you are i think it's still always a good idea to if you're doing a shoot for whether it's for yourself or whether it's for a business shoot it's maybe just research some ideas flick through some images of other you know other photographers have taken and you know have a look at things it's fine to copy what something something that somebody else has done before as, as Ben brain mm. says, but from there, let that be an, a, a, you know, the opening of a door or something that says, yeah, or I've seen these three pictures. I love them. I'm going to do a bit of a combination of all three. And gradually you suddenly find that you've gone off in a completely different direction, but you come back and it was because you'd spent a few minutes just researching some ideas from others. Can and I add I something that, to that? that, that yeah. Oh, go for it. Um, I was just going to say, guys, that um, I also think that sometimes I think we can get very protective over our photography. You do see it sometimes. I'm not throwing accusations out there. I wouldn't want to do that, right? Don't want to upset anyone. But if you look in certain groups, sometimes you, people do get very defensive in comments, don't they? They can get almost get, you know, oh, I could be doing that better. You know, oh, that's been shot wrong or whatever. It does get like that, unfortunately, in, in photography groups. People are very um, defensive for some reason, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, have, have, have I told you my light bulb joke with photographers? I can't no, remember if I've told no, it or on. not. Okay, how many photographers does it take to change a light bulb? How many? <laughs> 
Three. So one to actually do it and the other two to say how they would have done the same thing, but better. Yes. Yeah. And that's so true. And you see, you see that, that all yeah. the time online, don't you? That sums it up perfectly. And I think even when I see that now, I think, well, why don't you go and do it then? You telling everyone how you could do it better. Go and do it. Because the difference between people yeah. that take crap photos, but make a good living out of it. And the ones that take good photos, but don't make a living out of it is that they're the ones actually going out there and doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway. Yeah, um, Absolutely. I mean, so, I've in lockdown, one of the things I've been doing is I've been, I, I downloaded a tutorial from a photographer, just looking at it's something I've always wanted to do with coloured gels and I've never really got around to do it. And there's a tutorial on how to do it. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I think, and so I've been doing a bit of that. So all, I'm, all I was trying to say was you have to put that ego to one side, I think, uh, put the pride to one side and rather than criticising people's work, find people mm. that you want to strive to be like. Um, yeah. If you uh, birds of a feather flock together, as my nan used they to say. Certainly do. They and, certainly um, do. And I think if you follow those people on Instagram, follow those people on Facebook or you check their portfolios, the more you surround yourself with those those types of photographers, the more your, your work will naturally elevate itself. And if you just live in your own bubble and you think that your stuff is the greatest thing since sliced bread without developing it ever, you're going to find you get left behind very quickly. I oh, I think it's really mm. true. And you're right. It is the ego that prevents you from doing that, thinking, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I've done it for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah. It's the right way to do it. It, it. It's not because ideas and styles, styles in that word, um, ideas develop, ideas. they move further forward, they move in different directions, and you see something, think, wow, that's incredible. I love that. You know, and mm. and but but there's nothing wrong with going back to the past or having a look at someone else's work, copying someone else's work and then developing your own style. And I think that's being really influence. what it, what it being, influ- being influenced. That's what people, it, that's yeah. And I think that's really what, what it comes down, down to bottom line is don't let your ego get in the way. doesn't matter how good mm. you are. doesn't matter or how good you think you are or how experienced you are. Um, just have an you can always mind. learn to do more stuff can't you um, yeah and be, always learn to do more stuff right, yeah. i think as well get you know we have to get used to the idea that no matter how good your stuff is right no matter how good it is at any stage ever in your career there's always someone out there doing it better than you yeah <laughs> do you know what is true that, and it that, is that true keeps you kind of level-headed you know, you know locally we might think hey you know what i'm you know that no one's doing it like this you just you just believe your own in, in yourself which is great believe in yourself but mm. but don't let that be your end goal is you know just you know just just move forward and just keep looking everywhere else because somebody out there is not possibly just doing it better than you but somebody else is going to come up with that next new idea that you're going to look at and you're absolutely going to love. So research, mm. research and be, and let yourself be influenced by others. So, We've gotten yeah. very motivational, haven't we? This is, uh, yeah, I think so. But I think it's right stuff. because things move, things change and there's always something else you can learn. Believe in yourself. Be positive absolutely. every day. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make that the wake name up. of the podcast episode somehow. Wake Cam up. says, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Wake up, be positive. Three, think three great things that have happened to you today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like it i like it well guys i want to talk about something a little bit different here now just shifting shifting gears here in the in the bar um because i want to talk a little bit about editing and what we think about editing in this day and age because i came across something uh the other day it's not it's not a brand new feature now but i'd only got a chance to play with it last week and it's the the newish um photoshop uh, sky removal sky replacement feature has anyone had a chance to have a look at this at all i have not but we did talk about this a few podcasts ago didn't we i don't think it was the photoshop one but it was another one didn't we cam we, i think, I think rob, was i not there rob you being a no i think you're possibly on dad duties at that point oh, was i new right, dad okay. duties i think yeah, now that shows I didn't listen to the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. It's good to develop it, really, because neither myself, I don't think you had either, Cam, had actually used this software or actually had a go with it. So, no, it was, it was um, unbranded, uh, like artificial in, artificial intelligence. Yeah, it was artificial but, intelligence one. Yeah, and it yes, was that's right. Yeah, it's, it, is, yeah. it is incredible, honestly. I, as you guys, I'm sure you now know, and everyone that listens now knows, I'm very rarely short for words right but um <laughs> i uh, i dropped a few pictures in some that i thought were quite difficult for for photoshop to pick out because you've got to test them you've got to test it properly haven't yeah. you? um 
And yeah, I was I was floored by how good it was. Um, how re- obviously, as with all of these features, you have to be able to use them correctly still. But within mm. one or two clicks, you can completely remove the sky and have something looking like really realistic in there. And uh, and that's AI powered stuff. And it got me and Cam chatting a little bit today on the way to this shoot about uh, how things are going more and more AI based. Um, mm-hmm. Photoshop is going to be leaning that way, you know, more and more now. They've got these um, newish, uh, or I think they're quite new, neural filters. My voice is breaking; I'm getting so emotional. <laughs> They've got these neural filters in there now, and it's all things like um, it, it using AI to increase the resolution of low resolution images, using AI to pick out, uh, do all the re- air, uh, hair brushing and retouching automatically for you and things. Um, they're in beta those those filters, but they're going to get good. In, in a year, a couple of years, they're going to get good. And I said to Cam that, and I think this is where you'll disagree with me, Mark. I said to Cam that I think um, as the years go on, the editing role is going to become a really, really minimal role for photographers. It's going to become, it won't become a full-time role for anyone, I don't think. I hope um, so. So, Oh, you hope so? Oh, I, I thought you'd be anti oh, because No, no, no. I tell you what, if there's some, because uh, we spend a lot of time doing editing, don't we? And um, yeah. if I could cut that time, <laughs> I would be, yeah. Uh, it's, well, helpful. yeah, I think, yeah it's a good point. I think there's a difference between having software and stuff that aid you with the work that you want to do rather than the software telling you how you should do it. And I think that was the main issue I had with when we were talking about it, Cam. It was the AI was saying, have this guy. There was no photographer decision. Do you know what I mean? And that's the bit that I was concerned about. Uh, you can choose um, from a range of skies or bring your own in, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think this particular software we were talking about, right. it was just kind of doing it. It was step by step, and it was just doing it for you. Right. Do you know what I mean? There was no photography decision. It was the computer making decisions for you. And I think that's that's where I start don't liking it. Yes, that was awful English, wasn't it? <laughs> I know. What um, you mean. He's had too many beers here in the bar. Yeah, but Mark, <laughs> do you not think that with that software that we were talking about, where it's making the decision for you, those decisions have actually been like algorithms. They've actually seen what photographers and and photo editors do. They're, it's probably not some sky filters that they've just probably just they've, they've thought, all right, there's there's a range of sky filters that people can just just pop in they know that serious people are going to use this so maybe maybe it's re- maybe these have been researched very very carefully um to give us to really give us what we need and are you not going to then end up using them because you think you know what well, i'm, I'm sure right. i'm sure you're absolutely right there cam but we've just been discussing um about using your you know developing your own ideas and and my issue with style um mm. when, when you get the ai basically doing the work for you in this respect taking decisions away from you that's no longer your decisions that's no longer your ideas do you know what i mean if you just want to make a, a nice instagram picture then then fine go for it uh, or if you want to sell some pretty pictures on etsy or something like that then that's fine you know i, I don't have an issue with that but if if you're serious about the development of yourself and the development of your ideas and you're allowing uh, an AI software to make those decisions for you. That that's where I get uncomfortable with it. If there's something like basic stuff, like, Oh, it's just going to sort out your exposure a little bit for you, you know, because you're kind of there, but it's just going to do, you know, those sort of things I would have done manually anyway. Yeah, but and if they be- can take that away, that's, that's a bit different, but it's the artistic decisions, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but the thing is, is, there might be a filter in there or, or one of their presets that you think you think, okay, yeah, I like that. And then you use that as a starting point because you could further manipulate that, what they've put in their artificial intelligence, whatever they put in, then you manipulate that further. So you've taken somebody else's suggestion and someone's idea and, but, but you can still continue to edit that. Can't you? Yes, and I understand that part of it. But if you're relying on AI to make the decisions for you, you're taking away the decision-making process yourself. So if you've gone into a bit where you go, right, okay, this is what I want, and you already know what you want, and it just so happens the AI's got it all anyway, then I suppose that's one thing. But if you're just, okay, how can I make this picture better? I don't know. Well, let's just click this button here. Oh, it's going to add a sky. Oh, I like that sky. Okay, let's put that in there. Mm. It's not... And you know there's, what? There's no, I know exactly what you're talking about there, Mark. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
the trouble that I have with this sky replacement feature, I, I, I think the feature is amazing, but um, well, two things are going to happen here. Um, people are going to stop shooting skies correctly. And, yeah. uh, and uh, two, you're going to see a lot of pictures over the next couple of years where a lot of people have the same sky. Same in bloody <laughs> sky. You know, yeah. yeah. But um, the thing is, though, is that quite often, if you've got a landscape, how often, you know, does the sky make up such a huge part of, of the feel of the image? And I, I've taken some pictures um, that I tested in the software and um, I took some shots just around the back of where I live across a field and it was a really overcast day. So the sky was just white, just grey anyway. I thought, okay, this would be an interesting one to try out on. Did the sky replacement feature. Fantastic. Put this incredibly dramatic sky in. Well, the coolest thing about the picture now is this fake sky I've got in it. And I think um, you talk about mm. editing and how much that affects the photography, the art of photography. Well, if you do, if you if you're someone that doesn't believe that you know that thinks that editing takes away from photography or whatever, you know, if you're faking it or you're you're trying to pass it off as real, I should say, because nothing wrong with editing as long as you are upfront about it. You know, if you're trying to pass it off as real when you've used a fake sky, it's really taken away from the art, isn't it? And um, I just think that that's a bit of a shame. But then just. But then was that you could when Photoshop first came out for Photoshop version one, would we have been having the same conversation then? Well, no, because it's different. I think that's that was different, just a digital version of what you would do in the light in the uh, dark yeah. room anyway. But now when we're talking when about skies coming in that didn't even that weren't yeah. even there, is it even a photo at that point? Because it's not anything it's, you've taken. It's, you know, it's, it's it yeah. really is as fake as fake gets, isn't it? It's not even a sky you've gone out and taken and decided to drop in. It's not another exposure you've taken of a sky and, you, and you're, you're filling in. You're literally just nicking Adobe's <laughs> pre-made skies. How much yeah. lazier and naff does it get than that? <laughs> you know I mean, I, I suppose think? in some ways, if, if, if you had taken, because I know it's, it can be quite difficult to expose for, for the sky. So yeah. you're taking a landscape and you've taken two pictures. You've taken one picture to expose for the landscape, one picture to expose for the sky. Because yeah. you know that in Photoshop, you're going to combine them together, even using this AI stuff. That's yeah. a decision that you've made. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have planned for that decision. You know what you're going to do before you get to Photoshop. Because uh, that's a decision. Yes, yeah. Photoshop's making it easy for you to do that. I don't have an issue with that part of it. It's when the computer's taken over from your artistic decision. Yeah, that's right. And um, just that to makes one more thing to that. I, I totally agree with you, Mark. And um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me let me jump yeah, in there. On. Okay, right. Yeah. While, uh, while you're thinking about that, the thing is with with Photoshop is that you know you can it you can view it as though it would do everything for you. Can or you can view it as a blank canvas. Okay, I'm going to start with this and start you know, start with an idea. Um, and what I was saying was about bringing a filter in and then adapting it to your own style or thinking, right, okay, I'm going to bring this in. I don't like that filter, but in actual fact, there's a part of it I really like. So I'm going to use that part of the filter, you know, so, so you can adapt your own idea to it. You can adapt your own, um, you know, you can make up your own presets and things. So I, I, I don't know. I'm not the, sure. The whether, difference with that cam is that presets and filters adapt the pixel information you've already captured. When you're talking about AI that replaces half the image or two thirds of the image with a new sky, for example, as we're talking sky replacements, well, what part of the image did you actually take? The very bottom fifth, you know, the image is what you took out on out on the, your travels, and the thing that's is, where you're losing. Really, now, I, I love editing. I really enjoy editing, and I, and in recent years, I, I've tried to edit less because I do feel like actually you should be more honest with photography at times for different things. Although I love editing. And I don't, I think if you edit stuff and you try and pass it off as real, then that's a problem. But if you're, you know, if it's for a client, that's different, isn't it? I'm going off on a tangent, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I've got off on a tangent. <laughs> no, but that does make sense. It depends if you're yeah. doing it for yourself or if you're doing it for a client. So you come back. For clients to... different, for clients yeah. different, because I think if you do it for a client, then you have to meet that specification. Hmm. But um, I, I would have, I, I feel that, you know, this AI feature, this cloud replacement feature would be much better if, and you might be able to do this, I've not fully experimented with it yet, but if we just used it to, you know, make an AI sky selection, and if you're replacing the sky, you replace it with one that you've taken, um, and the way that it, it picks out the sky, as it does for this, this, this action, is incredible, you know, it's so accurate, and then you can then use that to put your own your own sky in. I think you can unload your own skies in anyway. Um, but I think it'd be a real shame if we started to just completely fabricate an, an image and try and pass it off for something real 
from skies that adobe have got in the bank yeah but the thing is that's really been done since uh since photoshop and or any image editing software started where you know you've you've seen pictures of uh the the weird and wonderful effects people put i remember going back years ago to see loads of images with that purple sky that used to people used to put in and make it look really dramatic i mean it's obvious it wasn't done in camera so it's been it's been going on it has been going on for a for a long time it's just it's become more automated shall we say it's starting to make ai element of it it's the AI element of it's it. It's not the AI element of I it. I don't. I don't really. For me, it's not. Well, it's the bank of Adobe's. It's the bank of Adobe's listed skies that you can all use. That everyone's going to be using the same way. We all use the same Instagram filters. And I've got no problem with the AI selection because I think that talks more about the time-saving element, Mark, that you spoke about. Where if you're going to have to replace a sky mm. for whatever reason, um, it's going to have to. It's going to have to. You're going to have to go around the buildings or the trees or whatever manually. Mm. If the AI can just make that selection for you pop your own sky in yeah no that's fine that the ai part which i have the issues the decision making process part right because actually you can do i mean okay so one of the things i would love photoshop to do miles better is is the selection tool because obviously i cut out a lot of even do my cosplay stuff uh, i do it with the pen tool because i i think the line you get from the selection tool is is awful quite frankly it doesn't cut out very well and i would like photoshop to be able to do that really well and because it would save me half an hour do you know what i mean i'm not precious about all the skills of the pencil that i've learned i'm not that doesn't yeah. bother me because that isn't i want that person cut out can you cut it out please do you know what i mean yeah yeah and if the ai works all that out with a lovely line and all this kind of stuff that's that's not an issue it's if the ai goes you know you know if i'm just doing a picture i had no idea about cutting it out and the ai goes why don't you cut this out do you know what I mean? It's the yeah. computer telling me what to do yeah. or influencing me into what I do. I don't mind tools being better. Yes, it's I just if the saying. tools are then telling me I should do this. I'm, no, 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 because that's not what I was intending to do. Yeah. Okay, so, you, so Mark, so Mark, you 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 seem to have an issue with the the the, the computer telling you what to do and what it wants to do and what it's going to do. Really, don't for artistic you? endeavors. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, but wouldn't it be great that you know, in a few years, we could well be talking about the, the new software. Look, look at what Photoshop have introduced. It's called, you know, Verbal Instructions VI. Okay. Oh, my God. VI. Before after the uh, okay. they've taken we, over the World Cup. Right, we're they? putting it out there. Okay, VI. Photoshop needs to go VI. Okay, Verbal Instructions, where you tell the computer, you tell it what you want it to do so you just say look okay i want to make this guy a little bit bluer i want to drop in some clouds uh, i want to take out the man on the left and take out the rubbish bin in the background and i would like to make it a little bit more horizontal um and can you cut out the the, the couple of road signs that are in the back and can you make the sea a little bit bluer as well what road signs are doing in the sea i don't know but you know <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> taking the wrong turn. yeah yeah uh, so okay so verbal instructions it, it, could it i mean in, in all seriousness could it lead to that could you, you could you could verbally see that happening could Genuinely, you verbally yeah. see that happen could yeah, you verbally tell the computer too. this is what i want you to do to the picture could really move see to the left move it to the right yeah. especially with siri and, and all oh that yeah and amazon alexa and Google. yeah and yeah i can totally see that and yeah, I, can, um, I can i can i can really see that happening can vi I remember you, on, you heard it here first vi vi yeah well that, we can put that in our list of uh, horrific <laughs> ideas that we've had that's but, not horrific. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely up there with as as, as it's as good as the uh, the SD thirty thirty two or whatever. <laughs> but um, I, I need to clarify that when I'm talking about that, I don't like you know, that this AI feature. Yeah, you know, you've got a bank of clouds to use. Everyone's going to be using the same thing. I don't. I, I'm not trying to dis dis editing because I love um, you know especially like the stuff you do Mark for example very like the digital art conceptual um, you know mixing your, your digital art with cosplay photography and I, I love all of that I've done that myself as well and I love editing my my thing is that I don't want people to see the, these features as they become more accessible and try and pass them off as genuine um, as something they've taken do you That's see what I'm trying happen. to say there but I think the difference is like with the, the cosplay stuff that I do and, and, and the stuff that you've done Rob yeah. it's it's a concept, isn't there? So, yeah. you know, when I'm shooting a cosplayer, like like I was saying in, in the earlier 
you know what we were talking about earlier you know i will research that character yeah i will think okay well it's batman okay so let's look at gotham city now what kind of gotham city do i want to do what kind of batman is this you know what i mean so i know i then will search the stock libraries to go for the type of buildings that i want to do and all of that stuff is done before i'm shooting Mm. and i will then shoot with that in mind so i know all the decisions have been made by then do you know what i mean i know i'm going to put a blue filter on the top i'm now i'm going to have to cut this person out i'm now i'm going to do a bit of um enhancement on the armor as far as dodging and burning is concerned and um i know the lights where they're going to be and i i know it all that what i'm going to do before doing it now if there's a button that says okay i want batman there okay i want these buildings put there because it's my decision yes yeah and if it, do you know you what want, i mean i'm the creative a process decision. to still be there well, to be know, here yeah yeah in my yeah, head yes rather than and on not because the button because yeah, to me that's program. no different if yeah if you were editing something for me rob yeah right let's say i i passed on and i'd, I'd give you all the stuff like right this is what i want i'll be telling you this is what i want from the picture this is how, how i want you to edit it this is how yeah. i want you to do it yeah you'll be doing it but it's my decision making process does that it's make sense direction yeah totally yeah, yeah totally see what you're saying yeah it's a really good point, and, um, and it's strange, isn't it? Because I think as, when it comes to professional work as well, if a client needed a sky replacing, I wouldn't think twice about doing it because it's what the client needs, etc. Mm. So I suppose I'm, when it comes to like ethics of photography and ethics of editing and all that, I, I suppose I don't quite know where I land because if, if a client needs something, then they need they need needs to be done, doesn't it? I suppose I'm coming mm. more from like a, a purely a photography point of mm. view here. If, if I was a, mm. a purist, which I'm not, um, but if I was a purist and I didn't do any editing, you know, it'd be a bit, it'd be a bit concerning this feature. Do you, do you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but mm. commercially thing is at the end of the day, you always know you've got to give the client what they oh, ask. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah of course. I wouldn't think twice yeah. about it. Like I said, yeah. I wouldn't think twice. That's right. Yeah. And um, if you want to give no. them something as an alternative, give them that, but make sure that you've met their, their needs. But yeah. you know, what's going to happen though. It's like everything these days, people know so many things about different things and people will study Photoshop. You know, they might be working in a marketing department, but they, they also know a little bit about Photoshop and that type of thing that what, you know, could it be, could it well be that these filters, let's call them filters, are going to make it so easy for a lot of people that will then say, look, actually, I don't need my photographer to do it, or I don't need to get an editing expert in because that I can use these presets that, that these new things at Photoshop, or, you know, I'm pressing this button here, you watch what's going to happen to this image. And for them, it's going to be good enough because they, they may not be looking at it from the point of view as we do as photographers or say an artist would look at. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's even more important to have your own voice. And again, going back to it's amazing how these two sort of things that we're talking about are are actually quite linked. Yeah, they do. Um, You know, it's, you know, your ideas. You know, if someone wants you, they want you and your ideas because they like the stuff that you've done before. And I think that's even more important now with the way that Photoshop is going and, and the way that the AI is going. Because if you're a photographer that just does what the AI tells you, then there's a lot of photographers out there that are just doing what the AI tells them. But if you're someone who has your own ideas, your own voice, your own visual impact, then you'll be chosen over other people. Not not for everything. but and I think it's like we said in the podcast last week, Mark, I'm sure it was last week, what we said about, uh, you said your line about, yeah, well, I taught the camera everything it knows, et cetera. Yeah. You know, it's the photographer that takes pictures, not the camera. And mm. it's the photographer that makes the pictures, not, photoshop yeah that can that can we apply that as well you know i don't know yeah yeah no absolutely photoshop's supposed to be your tool it's not supposed to be your master so guys do you remember when we looked and we we spoke briefly going back quite some time ago about this hashtag on instagram this hashtag post said no filters and this lady had had quite a big response from where she'd asked people to put up their photos but not to use any filters make you know put yourself as real as you are do you think there's going to be this move towards photographers being told shoot straight from camera. Don't edit your pictures. This is the real picture that was taken at the time. Cause it doesn't seem to be any of that. Does there where is, I wonder if there's an Instagram page or something somewhere that's called photos, no filters, but I'm talking about purely photographers that shoot straight from camera, no editing, no tweaking, no nothing at all. But what did they do directly in camera? I mean, I think that no filter thing was about body confidence more than anything that's else, it, wasn't yeah. it? I think I think that's a 
slightly different to what we're talking about, but I understand what I understand what you're saying though. Um, you know, will will that will those sort of movements take over the development of Photoshop and and, and that kind of thing? Um, I don't know. Is my I mean, it, so I shoot things things I, I shoot people families whatever and make sure they look the best they possibly can for that photo because it's mm. something they're going to have on the wall mm. um i for one wouldn't want something on the wall where i'm looking tired mm. do you know what i mean yeah um, maybe we're talking about hobbyists point of view here from you know that okay. those type of images as such you know but will there come a point where photographers you know could be saying yeah no this is you know this is what I, this is what i can do just with a camera don't use editing don't use photoshop don't use anything like that at all yeah it could well, be quite getting marvelous into, we're getting into the future there aren't we i think we're, but it, we're going we're sort of going backwards though aren't we no we're not going backwards but we're going back before we had photoshop or anything like that so yeah. you know and and no filters no instagram or anything like that but but then, as we discussed, airbrushing has been around long before Photoshop, mm. and this is the thing: it's 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 not a Photoshop thing. That part of it, um, you know, the Victorians were doing it, weren't they? When they're painting mm. on glass negs, which we've spoken mm. about before. But but, but all yeah. to do, I guess, with photography moving forward and Photoshop yeah. moving on. Ideas, technology is going to keep changing the way that we do things, and there's going to be ideas that we embrace, some ideas that we don't. Uh, well, I think we should try and embrace all ideas. We should just be aware of them and, and make sure that we, we know how to use these things. Otherwise, we could get left behind as well. It's don't, oh, yeah. Don't yeah. discount it, but, 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 but be aware of it. Start using it. See if it makes sense. Guys, let's leave it there. Uh, we're in danger of running long otherwise. And uh, <laughs> and I think that's been a really interesting discussion, though. So I'd love to know what uh, everyone thinks online. Um, so wherever you listen to us, guys, let us know. Get in touch in the comments. And uh, be really interested to hear everyone's point of view on uh, where editing will, will take us in the future, what you think of it now, what you think of the, the AI sky replacement feature, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be really good to get some different points of view here. Um Guys, we're going to finish up. Any any last comments before we before we close the show? Yeah, no, I'm done. No, not at all. All good. All right, lovely, jubbly. Then, well, guys, it's that time again. You've made it to the end of the show, so please make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Photography Bar Podcast on uh, wherever you get your apps. Uh, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Wherever you get your episodes from. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> give us that review. Make sure that you, uh, you you share the episode, share the podcast, tell a friend, do pass it on. It's the only way we're going to grow this. We're going to grow this together and we're going to take on the photography world here in the UK. Those two sentences don't go very well together. No, they don't. But, no. um, but here we go. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you on the next episode of the Photography Bar. Thank you.